Hi, and welcome back to the monthly podcast series for Transformational Insights, looking at the transformational changes that are reshaping our industry today. My name is Faith Forster, founder of Pinnipper, an engagement tool to make engaging stakeholders easier. Today, we're talking to Ashley Unwin, who leads the consulting practice across EMEA for PwC and is a member of the executive board for PwC UK. Thank you for joining us today, Ashley. First, can you provide a little background on yourself? What attracted you to consulting? Some of the highlights of your career. I was. I first thought about consulting when I read a book called What They Don't Teach You at Harvard Business School. And the jump from that book to consulting is a pretty, pretty big one uh, in terms of an abstract leap. But what I enjoyed was this idea of being around CEOs and leadership teams. And I figured it would take a long time to get to be a CEO or on a leadership team. And the quickest route into that forum was to be a management consultant. So... The parallel career of trying to be a footballer with an eye on being a management consultant was sort of what ensued. And sooner rather than later, I ended up there and I got into the boardrooms and it's fun. And some of the highlights? I think the highlights are primarily either client highlights or the people you've grown up with who are still friends. You meet some incredible people in this profession and you work with some incredible client Uh, and then obviously you have career milestones but I did a lot of transformational work in the late 90s in the media industry the likes of which I don't think will be repeated because it was when technology and customer really came together and brand and culture became at the heart of that and that was really innovative obviously as you get responsibility in organizations for stuff that becomes a highlight making partner in Anderson was another running big bits of Deloitte and then building PwC's consulting business would be others And I still have a huge number of incredibly close friends who I grew up with from my early days as somebody in their young 20s in what was Anderson. Very good. So what are some of the major shifts that you've seen in the consulting industry over the last five to 10 years in particular? I think there's been some huge shifts in the last five to 10 years in terms of the services we provide, the organisations providing them how they're provided, and also how we're monetizing them. And I would also say there's been a, quite a, a shift in client behavior. So I think the services has, has got far broader, got more multidimensional. So historically, we advised in the front office around things like growth and customer. We transformed in the back office. Originally, those skills tended to be used on projects with single dimension. I would now argue they're multidimensional. You can't transform a, a customer function without strategy, technology, operations, change management, program management, whereas probably 10 years ago, we tried to do it with just with technology or just with customer. I think increasingly, we are being asked to solve more and more complex problems for clients, the consequences of which, if you get them wrong, are huge. So the risk a client is prepared to put in, in you and the trust it shows, I think, has, has significantly changed. I think we are embracing new skill sets at a faster rate than ever before, whether that's around data analytics, cyber, digital, as well as variations of technology. I think the whole strategy skill set has massively evolved, and we're looking at people that can not only solve complex problems, but can design solutions implement solutions so that's becoming a lot more integrated I think the pricing models fundamentally changed it's no longer about a pyramid and hours and timesheets a lot of it is very much about outcomes outcomes that might take multiple months or multiple years to deliver so there's a there's a working capital and a balance sheet consequence to that and in terms of clients I just think they become more discerning buyers they're clear on what they want I think they can frame the challenges better I think they're more demanding, but they're also more prepared to work with you to help achieve the outcomes. So it's, as always, it's a rapidly evolving professional sector. Well, Clayton Christensen from Harvard Business School wrote in 2013 that consulting was on the cusp of disruption. Do you think that there is a threat of disruption in the industry? 
I do think there's a threat of disruption, but I always think there's been a threat of disruption. But I think the disruption will come in equal measure from within the industry as well as from outside it. I think all of our industry has been founded on organisations whose DNA has been built around entrepreneurial, innovative, creative individuals. Consultancy organisations, our consultancy profession is, is not... It's not closely aligned to a factory. We don't do the same thing and repeat it year after year. We constantly reinvent ourselves. And therefore, that disruption will naturally take place, not necessarily in a whole consulting at once, because consultancies are portfolios of of skills, of solutions, of industries, of clients. But we will always forever be experimenting in certain solutions, in certain clients, in certain industries, where we're destroying our existing market to build tomorrow's market. And that's just naturally how the industry works. I think what technology has enabled, certainly over the last few years, is for other people to enter this market and disrupt it by bringing in different solutions, uh, less uh, people-intensive solutions, and just different ways of uh, addressing problems. So I think our barriers to entry have come down. But, yeah, you know, he's right. Where I would argue he was wrong, he's thinking it, as an industry, it would be disrupted rather than disrupt itself. You've mentioned technology a few times. A few other firms are looking at digital solutions as a way of embedding themselves into the client rather than relying on project-based work. What are some of the pressures and shifts that you're seeing in the business models consultancies are using? Okay, I, I think some of the pressures in the business models and or changes are primarily driven A, by technology and B, by client expectations. So client expectations is driving a change to being based on outcomes. We've we've covered that, but that is huge and significant and it fundamentally goes at the heart of what the industry stands for. Similarly, I think what technology is allowing us to do is, is not only advise and implement, but also host and provide services, not just in the back office, but in the front office for clients who historically would never have dreamt of asking the third party to provide those. Partly because we've got the investment to bring the new capabilities. Also, we've got a broader set of skills that could be required. But also, because with cloud, you can have a single instance that's then deployed out to multiple clients rather than every client have their own. The economies of scale that accrue to clients if it's provided centrally by ourselves on a subscription basis is massive. So I think inevitably, whether it's the provision of a skill like analytics or the provision of software or a service on a cloud platform will put us more and more at the heart of client operations. And it lends itself where we can replicate it across an industry, but that industry no longer sees it as a core competitive differentiator. So they're prepared to source it from the same organization as somebody else in their market. So there are, as well as the digital solutions coming in-house from consultancies, quite a number of tech startups that are either supporting or threatening uh, the consulting industry, such as MBA and Co. and, of course, Pinnipa. How is PwC or the industry generally responding to this? I think the industry is looking at these these evolutions partly with fascination, but I don't think yet with the seriousness that they could represent a fundamental challenge to their business. So if you take if you take the shift towards, you know, the provision of, of freelance consultants from aggregators out to clients, now that works, I think, for small tasks. It works where you require SMEs, but it certainly doesn't work on large-scale transformation where you're expecting the provider of that transformation to take huge risk in the outcome on behalf of the client. So I think it 
will become an increasing feature, but not, not one we can't replicate. So I don't envisage in five years' time that my bench will be made up or our bench will be made up of 100% of people we employ. I think it'll be 50-50 with an ecosystem of contractors, freelancers, specialists who for a whole host of reasons don't want to work and nor would we want to work on a full-time basis for PwC. So I think it'll take some market share. I don't think it's a massive threat and actually I think it will allow us to more flexibly run our businesses. I think in terms of some of the provision of digital advice, whether that's digital change management services, the program management offering that we're launching, which is digital. Again, I, I think it will it will help. It will take a bit of market share, but I don't think it removes the need for expertise and judgment. I think, if anything, it's an enabler to provide consultancy services, maybe across multiple organisations as providers, and perhaps with a less intensive people pyramid underneath it. So I think it's an enabler rather than something that displaces what exists today. Selling and managing software solutions is very different to service-based solutions. How do you see these two components of a business model fitting together? So I think five years ago, if you'd have taken the, the selling of traditional consulting services and compared it to the selling of software, we would have argued that they were diametrically opposite. I think the way that software has evolved, and particularly the advent of, I guess, the digital transformation means that a lot of the software services, the platforms that we're seeking to sell now, are extensions of transformational consulting opportunities. And in order to sell that solution and I can think of one at the moment they're working through with, we're working through with a particular industry sector, you've got to have understood the client, the client need, the transformational journey, as well as then the outcome that's now delivered by the software, rather than the outsourcing to Eastern Europe or wherever it used to be. So I think there's a blur, in, and from a Venn diagram, I would say there's now an overlap between the people who can do that. And if, you're, if you as a consultant are going to sit at the heart of a transformation sale that starts with solving a problem for a client, client and goes all the way through to the provision of those services that have solved that problem by a third party on a cloud platform, for example. I think you've got to understand that entire journey rather than dropping at the last minute and say, oh, and by the way, here's the software. I think they've actually come together. So where do you think the opportunities lie over the coming years for consulting firms to add greater value through different approaches to services? So I think there are multiple opportunities for the consulting profession over the coming years to add more and more value. I think the nature of the services we provide will evolve. I think we'll become more expert in providing advice around those things that really move the needle for clients. So I think we'll do more in their front office and around the customer, around the revenue. I think increasingly we'll not just advise in those areas, we'll maybe even operate some of those areas. Whereas historically, most operate, most managed services was in the back office on what clients regarded as low risk, low quality, uh, low value add. So I think that will be a significant change. I think while not Knowledge is more and more readily available and free. I think there's an increased opportunity for interpretation of knowledge, which I think consultants as a profession are best place to advise on. Everybody talks about big data and our ability to not only access more data than ever before, but then assimilate more data. And I think there's an opportunity for consultants, particularly with the inquisitive nature of the minds of people we naturally attract into this profession, to fulfil that role. And I also think there's an opportunity for us as a 
profession to increasingly deploy people into our clients for periods of time to help them overcome whatever it is they're trying to overcome before coming back here. So I think there's a, a secondment model when a client needs a particular skill set for a period of time rather than we're just doing it to build better client relationships actually would serve us both better because I think clients don't need every skill set forever nor do they need to necessarily pay the premiums we always charge. And similarly, I think most management consultants, if not all, would benefit from a lot more time in industry. So I think as ever, it's just an exciting time to be in the profession. The future is unknown, but it will rapidly evolve. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed another insightful podcast from Transformational Insights. That's the end of our series for the winter of 2015-16. I hope you'll join us for our next series later this year. Mm-hmm.